Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, if you've been thinking that it's about time that I remove the toxic chemicals from my home, but it sounds really overwhelming, it sounds expensive, and I don't know where to start, then the home detox method is for you. In this course, we are going to teach you how to remove toxic chemicals from your home in eight weeks or less. Because mama, let me tell you, having a non-toxic home is actually going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler than you think. It's time to start your low-tox journey so you can have a healthy home environment for your family. In this course, you will learn how to read ingredients and understand ingredient lists, learn how to recognize toxic chemicals and understand their risks, replace your own products with clean alternatives, and even make your own chemical-free products to save money. So if you are ready to be confident that you can avoid toxic chemicals at the shops, Understand ingredient lists were no longer tricked by clever marketing and were able to take back control of your family's health to improve sleep, energy, mood, and overall wellness, then I want you to go right now to wholesomemama.com, click on the home detox method. You can read all about it, see if it's for you, and come and join us because it is time that us as mums took back control of the products in our home without the overwhelm and without the overspend. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes for more. Hello, my beautiful friend. We are back with another episode here on the Wholesome Mama Show. And I just have to say, I have been busy recording some interviews for you. And I am so excited for the conversations that I have coming up over the next few weeks. But today I wanted to talk about a bit of an update of my life. So uh, the other day I posted, uh, well, yesterday, actually, yesterday, I posted that in our Facebook group, which if you're not in, by the way, you should totally come and join facebook.com slash group slash wholesome mama, but I'll put the link in the show notes for you. And I put in there that I'm today. Today is my episode recording day. And what what do you want to know? And you guys gave me some epic questions and thoughts and suggestions. And I had some really good conversations in DMs with some of you. But one of them, which I thought was really interesting, was can you share your story in becoming a school mum? Because this year, you may know that our son started kindergarten. So we have transitioned into a new season of life and I feel like 
Well, I felt like I was alone in how our year has gone so far. So it is currently May. Uh, so the first first half of the year is almost over, which is crazy. But I wanted to share with you because I was actually telling friends this morning, like, oh, that's like so boring. No one wants to hear about like how this has gone. Uh, and they said that this is actually really important because I felt like I was alone in how this year has gone. But actually, I think it is important. And they are absolutely right that this needs to be shared because sometimes it's not all roses and rainbows. So that's what we're going to get into today on the episode. Let's go. Okay, I am holding a cup of tea while I am recording this because it is so cold outside. It is ridiculous. The cold snap has come. Winter, although it is not technically winter, winter has arrived and I'm not loving it. So if you hear the heater on behind me, if you hear me dinging my cup of tea, it's because I'm shivering, but that's okay. As I said, today we are going to, I'm going to kind of share what transitioning to school life has looked like for us. Now we have made a decision not to homeschool and that was through a lot of prayer and I just really didn't feel called to. I, um, If we didn't have the option, if our son didn't get into the local private Christian school that he is currently attending, then that may be a different story. But we love the school that he is at. So we've gone from basically him full home, full time with me. Last year, he did the um, pre-kinder program at the school that he is now attending, which was amazing. So that was just two days, school hours. So this year, to go from nothing to two days, 8.30 to 2.30, to five days, 8.45 to 2.45, so same same time really, but it has been massive. It has been big for everyone, big physically, emotionally, all the things. And I wanted to share with you because I, I remember calling my friend who also um, was in the same same boat as me where her eldest son was going to kindergarten at a different school. And I remember saying, why didn't anyone tell me what this was going to be like? And I know that, you know, not everyone's story is the same. Not every kid is the same. But I I felt like all I saw were people um, showing how excited their kids were, how excited everyone was to go to school and how amazing it was. And when we were preparing in the weeks leading up to him going to school, the question that was asked was, oh, has he got his uniform ready? Has he got his school bag and his lunchbox? There was nothing mentioned about the aftermath of what happens when they get home. Because for me, what happened was the first week was great. Really, probably the first three weeks were good. Uh, He was happy to go to school. The novelty was kind of wearing off, but he was still happy to go. He loved school when he was there. He had a great time would come home talking about his day, how much fun he had, what he did with his friends. And then by about week four and five, 
it was hard. It was hard to get him off to school in the morning. It was hard for him to even get dressed. It was hard to get him up. Then when we got home, it was just like emotion explosion. He, We could not get him to wind down. It was just really, there was some attitude. There was, he couldn't get to sleep at night. He was coming back into our bed, things like that, that just were not usual, just all started happening again at the same time. And so this was really exhausting, exhausting for me, but really exhausting for him, for our son. So, and this even, this continued to affect his, um, things like his digestion, where he would not use the bathroom and would not really eat much, was not drinking much. Uh, ended up needing to go on medication for that. And we realized that this was this was really hard on his body. This was really hard physically and psychologically. He was struggling. And I've since realized with the emotional outbursts and probably the digestion too, is they are holding themselves together all day at school. They're holding themselves together, holding themselves together. And then when they get home, because you, mama, are their safe place, you're the home that you created, the haven that you have made is their safe space. They can let their guard down. They can let it go, which usually can end up being these big emotional outbursts. And, and we think like, that they're attacking us, we can take it personally, but we have to take a step back and know that we're not taking it personally. But I really wanted to share that because not every not every kid is going to love school all day, every day. Not every kid is going to be excited to go to kindergarten to start school. So I wanted to share that, to share a few things that we have implemented to help him because he's still we're now term two but we are still struggling with with going to school um you know and I even prayed again like he's going to school he's going to this school the right thing is going to you know should we do homeschool till he's a bit older or but we really feel like God um well we know God reaffirmed the decision that we have made so a few things that we have done one thing is that he actually most days will go to school with his cousin. So my sister-in-law will pick him up from school because she goes, her daughter goes to the same school. So we just find that that works. And she does drop off, the drop off run. I do the school pickup run. So one, that's awesome for us because it means that we only have to do one one trip a day. But on the days that I do the school drop-off in the morning, he actually goes to school and I only have to drop him off at the gate and he'll happily walk into school. So working with, thankfully for us, we've just so blessed that we have our family close and we can do that with a family member, but even you could do it with a friend, someone in their class and see if that helps. So that is something that we have found in the mornings is so much better if he knows that Auntie Claire is picking him up in the morning. He gets ready with no fuss. He's ready on time. It's amazing. So that is one thing that we have done. The next thing that we have done is I have been really intentional around our afternoon time. I was intentional back in the first term 
to not have anything of an afternoon. And so this, and this is what I would say to all, all mums is the first week or two. And it's hard to gauge because for a lot of kids, the first, the first week might be all right. And then it's the second week that the novelty's worn off, like your child gets so tired because they're massive days for them. It's a massive transition. It's a big change. And so the, the novelty's worn off. So take the pressure off you, meal prep and have freezer meals ready to go or get like a meal service delivered for the first two weeks. If you have to, I was talking with a friend about this today and saying like, if you have to, when you are in survival mode, which is basically this time of big life transitions, use paper plates. And if if washing up, if you don't have a dishwasher and washing up is just going to be too much, because this is like, this is survival mode. And I know I talk about not living in survival mode because we don't want to continue living in survival mode. But for the sake of our child and our ourselves, sometimes we we need a week or two in survival mode to get through. You know, like big transitions like going to school or moving house, moving states, having a new baby come into the home. Like there's so many different things where actually we we almost have to come down to the bare basics of survival mode. So something like using a service, having a cleaner come in and clean the house, whatever, particularly if you are a mum who works outside the home and works full-time outside the home, that is going to be so helpful so that when they do come home and they come home with the baggage from the day, with the emotions from the day, because we will find that our son might come home and it might be a bit explosive or he might just seem agitated or a bit off or something's just not right. And so I will have to pull him aside and try and have a conversation. And it's usually not, I'll try and do that and see if I can get anything out. And it's usually not till bedtime that I find out what happened, what really happened during the day that he's upset about. And so it's making sure that we are intentional, but that comes with time. So getting rid of anything else that you don't have to have on your plate, like we didn't do any extracurricular We, the only thing on a weeknight we had on was connect group every second week, because that is just, that is a non-negotiable for us because we run it. So it's at our house, but everything else was taken away. He's only now just started doing um, football one night a week, but that is a game changer to strip everything back and just go, okay, what do, what do we need to get through this? And then to make sure that you are prioritizing intentional time with, with you, particularly if you have been a stay-at-home mom and they have been at home with you all day, every day, and then all of a sudden you're taking them to school, you're dropping them off and they're in care, like in school, in the school's care for longer than they're with you now. And so we really need to make sure that we then are spending intentional time with them. And even if we have other kids, so we have two younger daughters who are not in school yet. And of an afternoon, we will come home, we'll all have afternoon tea together. And then the girls will go off and play something. I'll usually have something for them to go and do, like go and play with your doll's house or a mat, have made Play-Doh for them to go and play. And I will go and do something with my son and I will let him choose what we do. So we might do some Lego, we might read a book, we might do some drawing, 
whatever he wants to do in that time and it's just him and I and that's when I try and have a conversation of and it's really just cultivating that openness and safe space for them to talk and have a conversation about their day and about what happened and what did you learn in class today what did you do with your friends at lunchtime to cultivate that to cultivate our relationship because I my son and my daughters to want to talk to me about their day about what happened Uh, so that has been something that has really helped us the other thing that I would say is super super important is to do family dinner when my husband he gets home around 4 30 of an afternoon he will spend some time with the kids I'll start getting dinner and then we will all sit down for dinner together and we will all talk about our day and eat dinner together but that is a an ongoing thing that the kids know is going to happen. And so just having that routine and having that our son knows that of an evening, we will be sitting around the table together and just having that consistency in his day, day to day, helps him as well so much. So then there's some other things that we did and I absolutely have to give full credit for these few things to my beautiful cousin, Kate, who I leaned on and asked her like, what, how am I meant to do this? How am I, why is this hard? How is this so hard? Why didn't anyone tell me how hard this is? And she said that one of the best pieces of advice that she got when her little one started school was to not give too many instructions at home, like keep it to the bare minimum. Like we, we, they wake up in the morning and we have asked them, okay, like come and have breakfast, get dressed, make your bed, pack your bag, brush your teeth, put your shoes on. And then all day they are bombarded with instructions. So at home, we don't give too many, like there's things that we have to do, obviously. But we try not to do too many instructions. And the things that we are, we do it more so together. We um, are easing off doing this so much. But last term, this was so helpful because I saw how much, like, he, he didn't know that I had, that I had done what I had done all day and needed him to come home and clean up his toys. And, but he had just spent the last six hours plus the hour in the morning getting ready, being given instructions and told things to do. He just wanted to come home and be. So letting him have that time of no instructions, no nothing, like, but keeping the basics. So I've even offered to do little things like you know, cleaning up his toys. We will more so do all together. All the kids will go and clean up the toys together. So things like that, more connecting, less instructing less do this do this do this and it's so good too because we've been able to make those responsibility times of you know brush your teeth and let's clean up it's become a connection point of something we do together and some days we'll write out a list and they can check off the list about you know okay we need to clean up the cars we need to clean up the pencils and we need to clean up the puzzles. They might be the three things that are out. And so we'll write those down on a list and then we'll either decide, okay, we're going to do one each or we're going to do it together and then they can tick it off. And it's making things like that, something we do together. And then the other thing was to have something to look forward to every week. So 
something like a movie night where we might get pizza or make homemade pizzas and do a movie night or we might have a special dessert, something that they can look forward to at the end of the week to to get them through the week. So that was a really, a really good one. The other thing is that it's okay if they need like one day off to just rest and be by themselves and be away from the overstimulation of school. They are so overstimulated. And then we get home and we go, all right, watch the TV. But they have been, they have spent the day stimulated that they don't know how to wind down. So helping them to wind down, but know that it's okay that if they if they actually need a day off because they are so tired or they are just so beyond overstimulated, beyond mentally drained, then that is actually okay. That has been a bit about our not so great start to kindergarten. And you know, on top of that, we've we figured out there's ENT issues, which we are, praise the Lord, seeing a specialist about tomorrow. And then we've had to work through the digestive issues because he was so, so psychologically wound up, so stressed about having to go to school, so emotional about it. You know, we, if you've been doing the Proverbs, um, Proverbs series, you know how much our health is holistic, how much our health is mind, body, soul. And so that has been impacting his physical health. So we've had to do lots of things around around his digestion. I won't spare you the details of that, but you know, as a mum, you can probably probably guess. <laughs> but I hope that that has encouraged you. One that if your start to the year, whether it's kindergarten or daycare or whatever it is, hasn't gone smoothly, hasn't gone as well as everyone else's looks to have gone, or no, you don't have the child that's happy to go to school. You have the child who's kicking and screaming. You are absolutely not alone. I felt so alone. I thought I was the only one, but you're not alone. And there's things that we can do to help them. And I think that's that's what I, I felt. I felt really helpless. Like, I don't know what to do to, like, you have to go to school. And even the other last week, he said, when I told him that you were going to school tomorrow, and he said, what, how, how much longer are you going to make me go to school? And I was like, oh, well, 11 years. But let's just go tomorrow and we'll one day at a time. So be blessed, Mama. I hope that has encouraged you. And I'll be back with you next time for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, that wraps up another episode. And I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.